ladies and gentlemen, you hear the sirens. It's not Spanish coming out. It's episode 115 of the Chokesway Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to get into. Man, uh, the Bullet Club is back? They're reforming? Like, we got to get into that. We got to get into Sting and Darby. We got to get to Jay White. Is that dude chasing the bag? Look, man, I got something to say about that. Roman Reigns versus Adam Pearce. Wrestling fan resolutions. We have some jokes, man. Wrestlers. Who are their NBA counterparts? I'm going to hop into all of that, ladies and gentlemen. This episode 115 of the Too Sweet Podcast. Shout out to all my indie podcasts, man. Smacking It Raw Podcast, the Smack It Raw Podcast, the Dirty Hills Podcast. Bang, bang, bang. They know that reference. It's for them and some pop reference, of course. All of them in the Get Your Comedy Wrestling Podcast. I laugh just thinking about those guys. Slop Drop Wrestling Podcast. And I know I'm going to leave somebody out with I hate. If I said the broadcast podcast already, forgive me. SCW Wrestling Podcast is a whole lot. Uh, Dead Ass Girls Podcast. Those Wrestling Girls. Whole lot of people I like, man, out there. And even more that I just left out. I'll get them the next time around. So, man, it's been a while since I've been here. Wrestling. A lot has happened since uh, the last time I did a podcast. And uh, one thing that I said, there were two things that I was going to get into no matter what it was. No matter uh, what time I came back. Whatever Miss Brody Lee. Uh, man, we lost an incredible guy. And just an outstanding career. You know, when you get the news, the first thing I say is, man, I hope that's fake. And then you see that it's it's very much real. Uh, an incredible career. I didn't get, get a chance to watch Brody Lee on the independent scene like a whole lot of people did. But my introduction to him was the Wyatt family. And, man, this dude, normally when you see a, a, a stable, the workhorse, is the, the, uh, the big guy is the enforcer. But not the workhorse. Roman Reigns in the Shield, Enforcer. Kevin Nash, Enforcer in the NWO. Batista, Enforcer in Evolution. But you never see the, that the Enforcer of the group is the workhorse. And Brody Lee was the workhorse of the Wyatt family, man. That's, that was my introduction into him and how excellent he was inside that ring. So I, I, he's had an outstanding career. I love this stuff in AEW. My top moment for him was when he debuted in AEW. I absolutely loved it. And uh, we always say a lot, we lost him too young. And, like, man, we lost him incredibly young. So my thoughts and prayers goes off to his family. And what an incredible guy. And what an incredible ceremony that they had on AEW. And uh Hopefully, uh, we can honor his life as wrestling fans to be the best wrestling fan. It's just my opinion to be the best wrestling fan that I can be. So, prayers out to him as we, and his family, prayers out to his family, excuse me, as we hop into the subjects here. Man, so I'm struggling. I've been struggling lately, and that's been out, whatever. Just got it back, and I stayed away from Twitter. So I was like, man, I do not want to get spoiled on Dynamite. And, bruh, just what I seen was just downright amazing. We get to the end of Dynamite, Omega wins, 
And uh, I'm like, okay, what's gonna go down here? The first thing I said was, man, somebody from Impact needs to come out and pick up this 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 AEW Impact thing because it's starting to die down. The momentum is starting to die down. Moxley comes out, the Good Brothers jump the fence with the Impact Tag Titles, man. It's not about seeing uh, a, a championship from another promotion inside of another promotion. And like Ric Flair walking out with the gold belt, talking about he's the real uh, world's champion. So that was cool in itself. I thought that was it. And then the young butts come out. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing like a great story in wrestling. Great stories trump great wrestling matches all the time. I don't want to hear it. I'm muting this argument. That's what it is. The young butts come out, and as everybody's getting cleared from ringside, we get a super cup and get who they super kick. They super kick somebody. Inside the ring, man, these guys throw up the two sweet, and wow, we go off the air, and it really felt like the 90s, man. Tony Schiavone screamed, Oh my god, it cuts out. I absolutely love this, man, because the young bucks, I, honestly, I could have lived with them looking conflicted and not throwing up the two sweet, they could have teased it out, but you know what. Why not go for the gusto all in one night? Gallows Anderson's debut, Young Bucks with them. They look conflicted and they threw it up. I'm I'm with it, but I'm here, man, to talk about what should be next. Look, man, it's, it, this is what it is. The Bullet Club has to run rookie side of AEW. We have to build them up. The, the NWO ran rookie side of WCW. They have to build them up. And uh, clearly, the Bullet Club has been around for God knows how long. But to AEW viewers who don't know about the Bullet Club, gotta build them up. And here's the thing, man. You gotta build up somebody to take them down. The NWO was built up. You know what? We had Sting take them down. We had the anti-hero take them down. So who's left? Who who do you build up to take down the Bullet Club? That guy is Darby Allin. That is the guy you build up. Sting with Darby Allin. I, I've completely loved the things that they're doing with Sting and Darby Allin. They're teasing something out. I'm waiting for it to play out. We'll see. They're, they have an alliance, but... How about this for a reference? Sting takes down the NWO. Well, he had the big match over and he did take him down, but you know what I mean. Took him down at Starcade. Darby Allin takes down Kenny Omega and the Bullet Club. We need to build to that. And remember, Sting and Hogan didn't face off until December 97. That was a whole year and a half. It was like an 18-month storyline build. So it doesn't have to be right now that Darby Allen has to get involved with the Bullet Club. Let him lose the TNT title to somebody, possibly Brian Cage. It doesn't matter who. But eventually, that has to be your guy. Your face of TNT, the anti-hero Darby Allen must take down the Bullet Club. But for now, you have the Bullet Club run workshop. We'll see how this thing turns out. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling, like I was just sitting there looking at the TV and I, I, just amazed, man, at the end of, at the, end of the Dynamite, man. I, I loved it, loved it. Speaking of loving it, Jay White. Is Jay White gonna get the bag? Look, he's chasing the bag. 
they had reports out that WWE is interested in Jay White. Jay White may be leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I'm just here to tell you, I jump on Twitter and uh, it's a whole lot of people freaking out about Jay White. Oh man, don't go to WWE. They're not going to use you right. This, that, and the other. And I'm sitting there like, look, man, if Jay White wants the bag, let the man secure it. Secure the bag. Like, I know we, we look at things from a wrestling fan's point of view, but I like to look at it from a wrestler's point of view. These guys want to feed their families. They want to have their lives secured. And if Jay White wants the bag, then let him get it. Hopefully it turns out well. We don't even know if he's going to be in WWE or not, but if it is WWE, hopefully it turns out well. I wish the best for him. A lot of people saying if it's WWE, he should show up at the Royal Rumble. And I'm like, uh, nah, I'm not with that. Uh, it's, not, it's not it's not an AJ style situation where AJ was just it. And you can debut him and just a ton of people would pop. I mean, I know we don't have any fans in attendance, which sucks. But I don't know. I don't think the Royal Rumble is the best thing for Jay White. As we keep this thing moving here, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. And speaking of interesting to see where it goes, Goldberg. Man, y'all stop calling this dude Goldberg, man. I leave that man alone. He ain't do nothing to y'all. Goldberg shows up at the end of Raw Legends Night and challenges Drew McIntyre. And it was such an awkward promo because a report came out that Drew, Drew McIntyre was supposed to cut a promo on the Legends. Goldberg was supposed to come out and cut the promo that he did, but due to time constraints, he cut Drew McIntyre's promo. But then so Goldberg about that, and they just had Goldberg come out and cut the same promo. It just looked weird. So it's gonna be it's it's more than likely gonna be Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. And look, I gotta tell you. There is a morbid curiosity around this for me. I can't be the only one. Like, we don't want to see Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Look, we think that Drew McIntyre is going to beat Goldberg. But would it surprise you if Vince McMahon had Goldberg squash Drew McIntyre? No, it would not. I'll answer that for you. No, it wouldn't surprise you. It wouldn't surprise me. So there is this, there is a curiosity there. Are they gonna are they gonna you know feed Drew McIntyre to Goldberg or are they gonna do the right thing and have Drew McIntyre win the match? Nevertheless, I I really wanted to be Drew McIntyre versus a current roster member, but Vince McMahon got his thing for old dudes. He all own for old dudes, so Goldberg is here. Don't jump on Goldberg, man. It ain't Goldberg fault. I don't care how old you get him up there offer you all kinds of money and stuff and big main event title matches you take it to you take it to so don't even go there so speaking of old dudes man <laughs> i said i was gonna get into two things no matter how far it took me to get back to podcasting in this second one that was an episode of dynamite and it came on directly after the an NBA game, I forget who was playing, but the NBA audience was watching. And the first thing that you saw was Chris Jericho. <laughs> and they basically said threats are part this. of wrestling, you know. But you gotta look at the person that's making the threats. 
This fat son of a bitch is challenging all of us. Has been world champions before. Finish Wait, the MVP. It should go go saying that the MVP of the Scott Steiner fat or the underrated MVP of the Scott Steiner fat promo is Booker T's laugh. And as we go back here, it's a part of wrestling, you know. But you gotta look at the person that's making the threats. This fat son of a bitch is challenging all of us. He's been right on half, man. Oh, man. Let's just run all the way back. Of wrestling, you know? But you got to look at the person that's making the threats. This fat son of a bitch is challenging all of us. He's been world champions before. Been in his business 15, 20 years. And this fat son of a bitch is going to challenge us all out. Calm down, calm down, okay? All right. I'll make him bleed. Oh, oh, oh man, Scott Stan. That's what NBA Twitter basically said about Chris Jericho, man. They was cracking all kind of jokes on this dude. That dude ain't deserve all them jokes, man. But I ain't gonna lie, they was funny. The Chris Jericho got on Brock Lesnar about his gut at, at the Royal Rumble one of them years, so fair about play like 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 it, it, it was coming for you people was out there calling chris jericho they, they said the man looked like a baby mama and i was like oh my god oh they wrong for that man oh they wrong we're like man i'm just gonna move on here and as we get to only get a little bit of nxt new year's evil Man, so I gotta leave. We've been having—I'm <laughs> thinking about the Chris Jericho thing. Uh, we've been having uh, some great promo videos with Zia Lee as we led up to this debut. And man, I'm feeling the entrance. I'm feeling the music and the match. What it was, what it was, needed to be a squash. And she looks great. She looks like a contender in the NXT Women's Division, the best women's division. And all of uh of all of the country, man, all of the wrestling promotions going. So I'm excited to see where Zaya Lee goes. I'm very interested. Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, my homies at the the Smackin' It Raw podcast are called a Giant Gonzalez. We gonna roll with that. This was a great match, the best match of the night, man, and. Uh, that was physical like a lot of times in this day and age we, we we come out and say man that was a physical match that was a hard-hitting match and like no no it wasn't that one was a hard-hitting physical match we had weapons it was a last man standing match and that was one of the better last man standing matches that i've seen in recent memory uh no hyperbole i absolutely loved all of the spots the chairs the kendo sticks uh, Dakota getting shoved in the locker like a nerd. Uh, I love that all oh, Raquel Gonzalez wins, and as they both went through the stage. So I don't know if that's a write-off of Real Ripley from NXT. If it is, she's had an incredible career. Would have been even better if it was Charlotte Flair. But I'm not gonna go there. We're gonna just move on. We're gonna move on to Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor, and this was a fantastic matchup. This is something that I can appreciate. These guys are the new age guys where they just fly 100 miles an hour for the whole match. But they started slow. 
I like that. I like matches that start slow and build up to the drama, build up to the flying 100 miles an hour. And I appreciate this about this matchup. And I don't know what it is about O'Reilly and Allen, but they just are hell-bent on injuring each other in every match, it seems. I don't know what's going on there, but it is what it is. Um, at the end of the day, man, Balor picks up the win with a submission. I absolutely love that, man. Balor, a smaller guy. Kind of reminds me of Daniel Bryan in the yes lock. He's a smaller guy, but he, he locks you in that thing. It's over. If Balor continues to use that submission as his finisher, I absolutely love it. And I absolutely love NXT. It's just that, man, AEW was just was just on another level uh, last week in, in, in storylines, that is. So I love the next team, and uh, I thought that they did a really good job. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move into wrestling fans' resolutions, and I can't promise you that I'll keep them. Look, I'll just say this. If I don't keep them, it ain't my fault. That's all I got to say. It ain't my fault. Wrestling and resolutions. First off, man, this is my personal wrestling fan resolutions. I only went for like eight of them. I didn't want to take up too much time. The first one I have is no more Twitter fights. Look, man, we can talk about wrestling graps all day long, but I, all these Twitter fights that, that be going on, it don't even have to do with wrestling sometimes on wrestling Twitter. People just be going at each other, just to go at each other. And we keep coming to these agreements that, you know what, it's enough of this. And then one week later, I see people fighting again. So, man, come on. I said that one for all wrestling fans. There's no more Twitter fights. Let's stay from it. The second one I have is I'm going to give storylines fans, man. Look, you heard me at the top of the show. I said the AEW Impact storyline was dying out when, in fact, they were just waiting for the right moment. So, me personally, even as an old school wrestling fan, I tend to jump on storylines and say, oh man, I need to do this, I need to do that when we should just let it slowly play out and that's what i'm gonna do moving forward don't entertain for the trolls look i got into a back and forth with i'm not gonna even say his name but he has a bad reputation but i always like to see the best of people we were talking graps and then he just went left and like, I, I, I gotta stop entertaining Twitter trolls. I just gotta shut it off. If I know they have Twitter trolls, I just gotta block them and move on. And yeah, I, I just gotta stop entertaining Twitter, Twitter trolls. <laughs> Easy for my mind to say. Moving on, my next resolution is I'm gonna say something nice about Nia Jax. Every time that just comes out, I'm saying something bad. And look, man, I'm just going, I'm, I'm going to give her a chance, man. And, and look, look, if I, if I don't stick with it, man, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, it ain't my fault if I don't stick with it. But I'm sorry, said, if she had an excellent match with Ronda Rousey one of the years, like one of the main. Look, that's something nice. That's something nice I can say. Moving on. Oh, this is going to be the hardest one. I'm gonna give Charlotte Flair a chance. <laughs> and by I mean I'm gonna give Charlotte Flair's looking a chance. Look, I have religiously complained about the way Charlotte Flair has been booked. If we if you look at this era, 
It's between the booking of Roman Reigns and the booking of Charlotte Flair. As it's one of them two is the top. As one of my top complaints over the years. And Charlotte Flair, man, she's just like I don't have to explain it. You see the way she's booked. And hopefully they use this year as a chance to use how great she is as a presence to put another lady over and put another lady into the stratosphere. I am hoping for that. Moving on, another wrestling fan uh, resolution leaves and accounts alone, man. Them fan accounts, them stand accounts. Ooh, man, like that's that's the drama. You want to look at some of the real drama on, on, on Twitter, them, them stand accounts, man. I, I ain't hating on y'all. I'm, I'm not going to say the names of who's the worst. I'm not going to go there, but I'm going to leave them alone. Leave the stand accounts alone. Moving on. I compare things to the names. <laughs> but I got this bad. I need to see somebody when it comes to wrestling because I start comparing things right to the 90s. You heard in the top of this podcast, as I said, AEW, the end of AEW felt like the 90s again. I just can't help myself. The 90s was the best time for wrestling overall. Like, I know that the wrestling in general wasn't always great, but it was the best time to be a wrestling fan, and there will never be another time like it. I'm just saying, I don't mean to hate. Look, I, at the end of the day, I just got to stop comparing things to the 90s. Moving on to the last one. I'm going to stop complaining about the link of Young Bucks matches. (laughs) Oh, man. Look, bro. These pay-per-view matches with the Young Bucks, they're always great, but they just go way too long, man, for my liking. And I'm going to stop complaining about them. You know what? You know what? This one, I might just break this right now because the AEW women need more time. And it's specifically more pay-per-view time. If that has to come from the Young Bucks matches, then join it. It has to come from their matches. So I'm going to try my best on this one, y'all. I can't make no guarantees, but I'm going to try my best on this one. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on. And you know what? We're going to jump into this. NBA, excuse me, wrestlers, who are their NBA counterparts? Look, I got another special one for this one. We're going to jump into this right now. NBA fans, look, my homies are the Get Your Wrestling and Comedy Podcast. This is just squarely for you because they're about to be bigger basketball fans than I am. Moving on, wrestlers as NBA counterparts, Roman Reigns. He's at the top. Who is his NBA counterpart? No other than LeBron James. The NBA tried to build up LeBron James as this big thing. And he just wasn't there yet. He just wasn't winning yet. It wasn't until he turned heel to Miami Heat. That's when he got his title. That's when he lived up to expectation. Roman Reigns, it wasn't until this heel turn. Because WWE tried to build him up. With all of the the might that they could, but we just wasn't finding him until he turned heel. And look at Roman now, he's the best thing going in wrestling. Excuse me. Oh, yes, in wrestling, best thing going in wrestling. Moving on, look at this NFL test of Atlantic will be Riley Cooper. (laughs) But I'm gonna move on from that. If you know, you know, moving on. We got Omos, 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 the bodyguard for AJ Styles. 
key is Sean Bradley. And the key is to strictly there to be tall. I'm not saying that's all he can do. I'm saying that's all WWE has him to do. He is the Sean Bradley of wrestling. We're going, we got Brian Cage. He is the Zion Williamson of wrestling. And big guys should just not be doing what those guys do. Brian Cage and Zion Williamson. They are the new age big guy. Zion can handle the ball. Brian Cage can jump off the top rope. Big guys should not be able to do that. Moving on, Kevin Owens. This is new age style. Kevin Owens, his NBA counterpart, Charles Barkley. Yes, indeed. Once again, another ode to the new age big man. Charles Barkley can really handle the ball up the court. Kevin Owens, new age big man as well. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, Marco Stunt. He is the Muxy <laughs> of wrestling for obvious reasons. Both short guys, I'm a short guy, so I can crack these short guys because so I can get them off. The Muxy Bogues of wrestling, you know what, you're on end. Anytime I talk about AEW, I'm going to start calling them Marco Stunt, M Marco Muxy Bogues Stunt. That's what we go do. Moving on, we got Dominic. Dominic Mysterio is Bronny James. Yes, Bronny has a Made it into the NBA at Bluestone College. But Bronny James will never have a legacy, a true legacy, unless he does something outside of his pad. And that's what Dominic Mysterio is. They got him up under Ray Mysterio. Dominic will never be more than Ray Mysterio's son until he accomplishes something. So therefore, he is Bronny James. Moving on, Paul Heyman is wrestling's rich Paul. <laughs> Paul Heyman takes his guys to championships. He gets guys paid. Rich Paul gets his guys paid. He got Anthony Davis. He got LeBron James. Paul Heyman got Brock Lesnar. He got Roman Reigns. He got him championships. Paul Heyman is the Rich Paul of WWE and all of wrestling. Moving on. Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Look, I think this goes without saying. The dude don't say nothing, so he kawhiling in it. You don't have a Kawhi Leonard talent, but boy, they are just alike because have you ever heard them dudes talk for an extended period of time? I haven't. That's just me. The Kawhi Leonard of wrestling. Moving on for the last one, Orange Cassidy, James Harden. Look, these dudes only give effort when they want to. Half the time they give effort, half the time they land back. If they give full effort, they can be the best in all of wrestling. I don't know if Orange Cassidy can be a strip club. That's not here nor there. They just never give their full effort all of the time. Oh, look, I got two more. That wasn't the last one. We can say it's the Derek White of wrestling. You can jump out of the gym. Ricochet can jump out of whatever it is that you need him to jump out of. Last one, Chris Bay, Kyrie Irving. Those guys are wizards. Chris Bay is a wizard in the ring. Uh, in the X Division for Impact Wrestling, Kyrie Irving is a wizard with that ball. So those <laughs> are my wrestling, wrestling counterparts, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot of good topics, a lot of funny topics. So we're we going to keep it moving. And I see that, you know what, man? We got to get into the Royal Rumble. And uh, who should win? the Royal Rumble, like the top five guys and gals that are in the best position of who should win. Not who will win, but who should win. Moving up, 
moving on, who do we start with first? Who do we start with first? Top five. We're going to start with the men because I'm way more interested in what's going to go on with the women's and the women's Royal Rumble than I am the men. Uh, not number five, Seth Rollins. Look, they said he was going to come back on SmackDown. He didn't come back, but he's going to be back. And the obvious tie is Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, the Shield Buddies. To tell that story again, look, I, I guess I, I, it could be two hills going at one another. Who knows? I wouldn't mind that if Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, they could make it work. So Seth Rollins at number five, that would be very interesting to me. At number four, look, if we did this a couple of months ago, this dude would have been number one. Big E at number four, even with him winning the Intercontinental title, I still think there's a chance there. There's interest there for Big E to win the Royal Rumble and go on to face off against Roman Reigns. At one point, that was the most interesting story that I wanted them to tell. Not so much. Now, Big E is the Intercontinental Champion. I don't see him going back on that, but I would love it if they did. Moving on, Keith Lee. Now, there has been a lot of differing opinions as it pertains to Keith Lee, man, a lot of people like him, a lot of people don't for whatever reason. I, he got sent to the PC, which I think is a complete joke, but it does show that, you know what, they have an interest in Keith Lee. And he had an outstanding match with Drew McIntyre uh, at the end of Raw last week. So this is a storyline that they've built up pretty well. And I would love it if they went back to it, Keith Lee at number three. Number two, these are the main two guys to me that this is your top two of who will win the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan at number two of who should win. You can tell that we are headed to some type of storyline. It just feels like, okay, we're heading toward Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. And what the stark contrast <laughs> all those years ago where uh, fans would boo the hell out of Roman Reigns and it's like, oh, get a thing around the belt, get a thing around the belt. I, mean, I know there's no fans this time around, but who would the fans cheer for? That, that would be interesting to me because I honestly think the crowd, if we had a crowd, they would be cheering the hell out of Roman Reigns because it's something about a hill. When they do their job so well, you can't help but to start cheering them. It's what happened to Steve Austin. It's what happened to Hogan when he was Hollywood Hogan. Just, people just start cheering them because they were doing their job too good. Roman Reigns is doing the best work of his career, and I think fans would be cheering the hell out of him. It would be awkward, but a Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns storyline leading to a Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania. Sign me up. I would love it, but I would love this even more. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Now, they told the story. This was the fall storyline, the winter storyline, whatever you want to put it as. This was the storyline that they carried us through the end of 2020. And it was outstanding, man. They did some outstanding things. They told great stories. Again, telling a great story will always be better than telling a great match, in my estimation. They've told a great story. And it's one that should look as it's one that should end with Kevin Owens finally overcoming Roman Reigns and Jay Uso and Paul Heyman at WrestleMania. That is what I would like to see happen. 
hey, that's just me. We'll see if it turns out that way. Looking at the women, number five, I'm going to go with Bailey. Just strictly on the fact that, don't it, we deserve Bailey versus Sasha at WrestleMania. Can we, uh, <laughs> can we just get that one good time? Man, like, uh, uh, Bailey winning, I would not be mad at all there. But I have her at number five for a week. She just had the longest streak in God knows how long with the title. So there are more interesting aspects of the women's division on both sides that I'd rather see win uh, at the Royal Rumble. Number four, Alexa Bliss. Why not? We got this new persona with Alexa Bliss. The Fiend is out right now. So if Alexa Bliss, even though I have her at number four, if she won the Royal Rumble, I'd be through the roof happy for her for her, and through the roof happy for programming because it would very much interest me as to what would happen next with Alexa Bliss, what would happen next with the team. Ah, uh, yes, I'd be all for that. So I like for them to go down that path. Number three, Shayna Baszler. Now. <clears throat> This is not because Shayna Baszler has any type of special momentum heading into the Royal Rumble, but sometimes when you win the Royal Rumble match itself, you gain that momentum in that one night. There was one time where Finn Balor, he didn't win the Royal Rumble match. He was pretty much floundering. And I think he lasted like an hour and he was just over with the crowd. It was like Finn Balor was back in that one night. Of course, they went on and blew it, but... You can bring somebody back in one night. And if Shayna Baszler were to win the Rumble, she would have came back all the momentum that she has previously lost. I mean, you remember when Shayna Baszler took out uh, the whole Raw Women's Division and then the Elimination Chamber and like, they did nothing with it. So this would be a good idea to get Shayna Baszler back her momentum. Number two, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville is back. I always had to take when she was teaming with Mandy Rose, I said, Sonya Deville can be a star. Sonya Deville can be a star. They, they split her from Mandy Rose. And they split that, that, that storyline away. Sonya Deville can be a freaking star. She's one of the best on the mic. And she's one of the best in that ring as well. In that women's division. And I would absolutely love you talking about somebody looking for momentum. Looking for a good start as she comes back. Winning the Royal Rumble would be outstanding for Sonya Deville. Again, if she wins it, I'm through the roof happy. But she's not number one because number one is Bianca Belair. You know how you don't know what it is. You can't explain it. You you don't know you, when you see it. You just know when somebody has it. That's Bianca Belair. She just has it. Everything from her entrance, from the way that she talks on that mic, all the way into her ring work. She's one of the best that WWE has to offer. She got a storyline going on with Bailey. We'll see how that turns out. But doing it, give me Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. That's the storyline. Evil, bring back evil heel Sasha Banks. That is what I want to see. And we can have her terrorize um, Bianca Belair the whole way through until finally 
Bianca Belair overcomes the odds and beats Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. That would be incredible. If Roman Reigns wasn't doing so well, I'd say that 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 should be the main event of WrestleMania. But Roman Reigns has been doing outstanding work. You know what? I'm gonna say this. It depends on what storyline is going the greatest. Like, what storyline are we feeling more? Because I can tell you this right now. It ain't many things in wrestling that interest me more than uh, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, feud. So we'll see about that one. Those are my top five for each of the Rumbles. I'm excited. And uh, speaking of the Rumble, Adam Pearce? Really? We had a gauntlet match, and I think that's though Shinsuke Nakamura is going to win. And it's looking like we got face Shinsuke Nakamura back, which I love that. I adore that because I love the hell out of face Nakamura. But uh, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Adam Pearce at the Royal Rumble? Like, who, okay, who's going to take Adam Pearce's spot? How are we going to do that? I understand that can go down, but why even go down this path? Like, why even entertain this path? Just give us Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke Nakamura at the Royal Rumble. That is a great match. Shinsuke Nakamura turns face. He gets to have an outstanding match with Roman Reigns. He looks good, and he moves on to WrestleMania to whatever field you want to put him in because he has newfound momentum now. Why not even go? Why? Why? Why, why kick the hornet's nest going down Roman Reigns versus Adam Pearce? Just so you can tick off wrestling fans. That's that's my that's what I think. That's 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 what I that's that's what I reckon. So I, I no, no man. Adam Pearce, like no, I'm not feeling it. Whatever, man. Whatever they want to do is whatever they want to do. I, I I'm just not interested in it if I'm telling y'all the truth. Moving on to the final subject, man. Okay. This is not wrestling, but I said I was holding off on this because I was going to watch it when I had my next podcast and react to it. Uh, the Coming to America 2 trailer. Like, uh, yes, yes. I'm going to watch and react to this. So we're going to jump right on into this. You must heed my words before I'm gone, my son. Ah, James Earl. Greatest voice outside of Morgan Freeman. King. Stick yourself, Venus. But the throne must pass to a male heir. Hakeem. It appears you have a son. Oh, that boy got a son. Prepare the royal jet. We are going back to that, America. That boy, Eddie Murphy, on age. Your Majesty. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Say it again. Shimmy. Oh, they got Leslie Jones in this thing. Tiana Taylor. No, that's... I'm the king of this shop. Oh, we got the barbershop guy. Well, well. Yeah. Randy Watson. Hey, yo. <laughs> it is so good to see you. Well, I be damned. Look who done come up in here. Hey, 
Irish Kunta Kinte and Ebola. Nelson Mandela and Winnie. Those hungry babies with the flies on the face. Hey, oh, 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 that's too much. Now you still over the line. Now we won't be talking that kind of shit about the hungry babies. You're going to have to get out of my chair. Politically incorrect. Well, what you doing back here, Hotel Rwanda? Oh, man. Coming to America, too, man. You got to love it, man. Oh, man. Coming to America, too. At first, I saw it coming to America, too. I saw him talking about it, and I was like, oh, man, they're going to ruin another movie. Then I saw that Eddie Murphy was highly involved with making it, and I was like, yeah, Eddie Murphy going to have it right. Coming to America, too. I absolutely love that trailer. Man, I can't wait for the movie to come out. And we'll see if we're in movie theaters to watch it. You know how that's going on. But that's the last topic of the day, ladies and gentlemen, on Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Hit me up on Twitter at Two Sweet Pod and at OMG Corey B. Also, you can find me on YouTube at OMG Corey B as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I am out.